All right, welcome back to the Urology Care Podcast. I have a very special guest who's joining me now. I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Uh, hi, I'm uh, Dr. Kelly Parsons. I'm a professor of urology at the University of California, San Diego. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. So if you don't mind, I am interested in learning a lot about what you do when it comes to giving patients diet and exercise advice when they are undergoing cancer treatment. So um, do you just want to give me some background on your day-to-day work and um, how you counsel people on this? Well, sure. So I've done, uh, I'm a a practicing urologist and I've been here at University of California, San Diego for about 13 years, and I treat mostly prostate cancer patients, but I also treat a fair number of bladder cancer patients. And generally speaking, the way that I approach diet and exercise with folks is that there's no, unfortunately, scientific evidence, very sound scientific evidence to show that eating a healthy diet and or exercising will necessarily eradicate or suppress uh, the cancer. Uh, There are some very interesting studies that are out there, particularly with uh, uh, prostate cancer uh, in folks who have more advanced forms of prostate cancer uh, who get more exercise uh, to suggest uh, that perhaps the exercise helps to uh, help suppress the cancer through treatment, but there's no firm research to show that. In fact, the, the, the limited amount of research that's out there, which is primarily with respect to diet in prostate cancer patients, uh, the, the, the actual um, clinical trials, the, 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 the actual uh, uh, research studies in, in which we've, we've had some patients change their diet while there's didn't change their diet, actually hasn't shown any benefit to diet, at least, for uh, altering the way that the cancer is, is, is um, growing or anything like that. Uh, but uh, what I do tell folks is that it's very important, I think, to, to uh, have a healthy lifestyle, uh, to, uh, to maintain a healthy diet, uh, get um, uh, plenty of uh, daily exercise, uh, really for two reasons. The first is just good for you in general. It's certainly been good. Uh, it's been shown to be good from a, a heart health uh, standpoint, uh, among many other uh, components of health that aren't directly related to cancer necessarily. Um, and, and secondly, uh, with exercise in particular, uh, it's going to make you feel better uh, with some of the uh, treatments uh, that you'll be getting. Uh, for example, uh, with advanced uh, prostate cancer, uh, a lot of folks uh, get um, medications, uh, a lot of the men get medications which suppress their natural levels of testosterone, and uh, this causes them to get muscle weakness uh, and fatigue and other things that go along with not having uh, the male hormone testosterone uh, circulating really around their bodies anymore. Uh, It's been shown with really good research that if you get lots of exercise, both resistance training, so uh, weight lifting, that kind of exercise, but then also uh, aerobic exercise, which is just out, you know, being out walking, um, uh, that, that, that exercise while you're getting those forms of treatment uh, just makes you feel better. You lose less muscle. Um, you tolerate the treatments uh, a little bit 
better. Uh, so I, I, I do think that, that those components are important. And I tell people with the exercise component, it's not like you have to go out there and run Ironman triathlons or anything like that, not that kind of level of exercise. If you're just out 30 minutes a day, 40 minutes a day walking, uh, getting a couple of miles of, of, of walking in at even just a nice, slow, moderate pace, uh, that's fine. Uh, that's that's getting up and moving and, and uh, uh, getting your body moving in ways, I think, that are very healthy. Can you just tell me some of what are the most important things that you try to leave with patients when it comes to eating healthy or, and exercising, specifically while undergoing a cancer treatment? Yeah, I mean, I think the phrase that a lot of us use is if it's, if it's um, healthy for your heart, it's going to be healthy for your cancer and your cancer treatment. So, so generally speaking, I, I tell folks to avoid a lot of red meat in particular. Try to limit the meats in general uh, and try to have uh, a maximum amount of fruits and vegetables and servings of fruits and vegetables uh, in your diet every day. Uh, and then with respect to the exercise, I think both uh, pieces of exercise uh, the, the aerobic exercise, that is getting up and walking, biking, running, jogging, you know, those sorts of things, uh, but then also uh, resistance exercise, so, so actually moving those muscles, using those muscle, muscles to push against things, whether, whether those are weights or, uh, or even just going up uh, a set of stairs or something like that. I think those are the kinds of things that I like to do because I, I do think that uh, it keeps people overall strong and healthy and better able to get through cancer treatments. Does the type of cancer that the patient have impact the type of diet and exercise advice that you might recommend to them? No, actually it doesn't. I, I tell folks that falling back on that old, uh, 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 falling back on the same adage, if it's healthy for your heart, it's going to be healthy for your cancer. Uh, I think it really uh, doesn't matter. I don't think any one particular uh, kind of diet is going to be more helpful for any particular kind of cancer. Got it. How about when it comes to keeping bones healthy? What is, what is it that is so important about keeping the bones healthy? Well, I think because a lot of uh, bone health is always especially important as, as folks get older in general. Uh, and and we, as we age, all of our bones tend to become a little bit more brittle. Uh, but I think with respect to certain treatments, uh, or, or rather if I take a step back for a second, I think that bone health is particularly important in cancer patients for, for two reasons. The first is that there are certain treatments that actually cause the bones to become more brittle. And so a perfect example of that is, is, um, is the hormone therapy uh, that I, I just talked about in prostate cancer. So advanced prostate cancer, the men who get these shots and take these pills that reduce the levels of testosterone uh, or rather uh, th that block uh, or in some way affect the, the function of testosterone, the male hormone, uh, in their bodies, uh, that can cause the bones over time uh, to become more brittle. Uh, but then secondly, a lot of the cancers that we treat can actually also spread to bones, uh, and when that happens, uh, that can uh, also be detrimental because uh, cancer spreading to bones uh, can make the bones uh, more brittle uh, also. Uh, so uh, that's where the exercise piece can come into it. Again, uh, exercising uh, through treatments can help uh, make the, uh, the bones uh, remain strong. And are there any real success stories that you can think of when you when you think about a patient that has um, really dedicated themselves to strict diet and exercise routines? Do you see some real strong success stories? What what would be a best case scenario? Well, I, you know, I'm always careful to to talk about folks, for example, that 
you know, maybe they've become complete vegetarians, have sworn off on meat, um, and uh, they feel that this has uh, helped their cancer be suppressed, um, and uh, that it, it or and or it somehow helps eradicate the cancer. I'm careful about that because there's no hard science behind that to, to back that up. Um, anecdotally, I do hear stories about that. Folks come in and, and they, they switch to a very um, rigorous uh, vegan-type lifestyle and, and feel that they've, in, in that way, been able to help keep their cancers under control for months, if not years. Um, I, I think in, the, in a broad sense, I do certainly have patients, uh, I think realistically who, who change their diets in a healthy way and or start exercising in a healthy way, and they just feel better. Uh, you know, they lose weight. Um, they're, uh, you know, maybe they've had like a pre-diabetes condition that is better controlled. Um, those are the kinds of success stories that success stories that I look for. So it's, it's sort of less eradicating or suppressing a cancer necessarily, and more just global health and feeling better and and being globally healthy and feeling better is is going to uh, have uh, enable somebody to get through cancer treatments. Um, uh, a little bit uh, better uh, so that they, uh, you know, withstand, for example, a lot of the side effects that cancer treatments can have. I think you've left us with a lot of great information, but if you have any other final thoughts that you want to get out there before we end the interview, please feel free to comment now. Well, I think, I think again, the, the important thing is to keep in mind is that the healthy diets and, and, and the exercise are, are just going to make folks feel better in general and I think better uh, help them uh, tolerate the, the the cancer treatments. There's no definitive evidence, unfortunately, uh, that uh, pursuing these uh, kinds of things, you know, suddenly pursuing rigorous exercise and or uh, pursuing radical diet changes. There's no evidence scientifically, definitively, that that's going to help suppress the cancer and or um, somehow potentially eradicate the cancer. But uh, importantly, uh, feeling better, being healthier. Uh, is extremely, extremely uh, important for uh, getting through treatments and, and helping um, lessen the severity of side effects. And, and I think uh, in and of itself, um, those are the most important components of it. Uh, and I should also note that uh, there are studies that are ongoing. Um, so it could be that uh, were we to have this conversation three or five or ten years from now, uh, I would be able to say uh, that uh, uh, exercising and, and changing diet in specific ways uh, does suppress cancer uh, and does uh, help eradicate cancer. I, I just can't uh, uh, say that now. Uh, finally, I, I would also add uh, that I think that one thing that has been consistently proven uh, is that supplements uh, generally are not recommended uh, unless your doctor specifically tells you that they are supplements, uh, vitamin supplements that are, are uh, are important to say for bone health uh, in your particular situation uh, because other kinds of supplements uh, um, uh, that get marketed uh, uh, and uh, are um, recommended by some people out there, uh, there's no evidence that, that those supplements uh, uh, are going to help uh, fight um, you know, the kinds of cancers that urologists and medical oncologists who specialize in um, you know, the kinds of cancers that we treat, uh, there's no evidence that, that those are going to help. And in fact, there is some evidence that they might even hurt. Uh, so I'm thinking in particular of, of vitamin E, um, vitamin C, and selenium. Those are three 
supplements that have been studied pretty rigorously, and there's no evidence at all that any of those are going to help. How about men who are taking um, testosterone? Uh, is that of concern with um, cancer growth as well? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so that's a great question. There's no definitive evidence uh, to show uh, that if men take uh, testosterone treatments, uh, that it's somehow going to increase their risk of uh, cancer, in particular prostate cancer. That's the one that, um, uh, that everybody talks about. So there's no definitive evidence to show it. It's something that people have been worried about for years, uh, but we, we've never seen anything that would suggest that it's um, uh, something that men have to worry about. Well, thank you so much for shedding all this important information on us. And I'm just going to have you say your name one last time for our audience and also um, comment on where you um, actually practice. Sure. So this is uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Kellogg Parsons. I am a urologist at the University of California, San Diego, Moore's Comprehensive Cancer Center. This podcast has been brought to you by the Urology Care Foundation, the official foundation of the American Urological Association. For more information on today's topic and for all things urology health, visit urologyhealth.org.